0: If you don't look to understand and accept who the Lord is and to understand that you are truly limited in your own abilities, then even though you may live physically, you will still die eternally. It is necessary to make the Lord what He needs to be in your own life so there can be life after death. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. In today's message, we'll be looking at life after death. Most people live this life like this is all there is, and even so-called believers in Christ. People in general strive to enjoy and regain as much as possible here and now, because they believe that there is nothing after. Most people lead carnal lives. But the Bible explains something completely different. The here and now is nowhere nearly as important as what comes after. The truth is that there is abundant life, eternal life, immortality through Jesus Christ. If we die to ourselves and to our sin, Live for Him. Today's message is inspired on in the book of John, chapter 12, verses 20 to 36. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, Mighty God, Creator of heaven and earth the one who was and is and is to come. Blessing and honor and glory and praise and majesty be to you, O Lord God, for there is no one like you. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever and ever, O Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, that you please forgive my sins, my wrongs, my iniquities, everything and anything that I may do wrong, Heavenly Father. I lean on your mercy and on your grace, O Lord not because I deserve anything, but only because of who you are and how good you are, Lord God. But I come humbly before you with a repentant heart to ask you that you please forgive us. Please have mercy on us, O Lord. Please guide us, O Lord, to your word, to your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. Help us, O Lord, O God, to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, to what you want to teach us, to what we need to take in, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to understand To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's key passage is from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 20 to 36. This is the word of the Lord. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, "'Sir, we wish to see Jesus.' Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say, The Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Man's ways are contrary to God's ways. We do not have a natural tendency to think like God, no matter how hard we may try, and it's our sinful nature that does not allow that to happen. Whether we like it or not, we have this sin that we were born with that will always try to govern our lives. It is written in the Psalms that David said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Sin is a part of our members, a part of our life, and of course, embedded deep within our thoughts. That is why it is necessary to always keep an open mind, especially if we want to gain God's understanding and God's knowledge. If we want for our thoughts to change, we can never be set on our ways. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Why is it necessary to gain God's understanding, ultimately God's mind? One reason is because God has unlimited vision. Man's view is extremely limited. God sees everything, the course of all things now and how they will be in the future. God has an incredible vision and viewpoint that is truly difficult or quite honestly impossible for us to understand because of our limited abilities. There are things that are trivial for the Lord and yet, those trivial things of His are impossible for us to understand. For instance, the eternal existence of God is something that is quite trivial to the Lord because it's a part of Him, yet it is impossible for us to understand. Those of us that believe in Him have just come to accept it by faith, that it is what it is, but that doesn't mean that we can understand the mechanics behind it. I can't sit here and tell you how His eternal existence works. And why is it so difficult to understand something like that? because we're finite creatures born into a material world. And it is hard to think about someone having the ability to have always existed because it is natural for us to think about a definite beginning. We were all born one day. Our life started at some point. We see things in nature that also have a definite beginning. And in contrast, it is difficult to understand eternity because everything we see has an end. We have seen people die over the years, even loved ones. So it is hard to think that a being like God could also be eternal. And again, I cannot explain to you the mechanics of how an eternal existence is achieved, but I can only assume through faith that it is what it is, starting with God's eternal existence. Modern science attempts to try to understand existence through equations, through physics. In the Journal of Modern Physics, uh, Volume 10 in March of 2019, They talk about the equation of the universe according to the theory of relation. They explain that a new equation is found in which the concept of matter, space-time, is mathematically connected. Gravitation and electromagnetism are also bound by space-time. They also talk about a mechanism that is described showing how velocity, time, distance, matter, and energy are correlated. This equation may very well represent a mathematical explanation for certain things in our material universe, but even if the equation is right, can man recreate its reality through their own hand? Explaining something does not necessarily mean that a person has the power to recreate it. And if that was the case, if even in this physical world there are obvious limitations, how about the spiritual things? Jesus said it in this way, If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So in order to be able to gain life through death, which is what today's general message is about, it is necessary to understand who God is and to adopt his thinking, his wisdom, and his understanding. If you don't look to understand and accept who the Lord is and to understand that you are truly limited in your own abilities, then even though you may live physically, you will still die eternally. It is necessary to make the Lord what he needs to be in your own life so there can be life after death. Otherwise, there may be some sort of semblance of life gained through human effort, but when this temporary existence ends, there will be no eternity and nor immortality gained. And so we need to start understanding who God is. God named himself to Moses as the I Am, Exodus chapter 3 says this, that Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. What are the implications of his name in that he is the I Am? That means that the Lord is. He is ever existing, if you can understand that. He existed in the past, he exists now, and he will exist for all eternity. Another way of trying to explain this is that he is eternity and or infinity a being without a beginning and without an end. John chapter 8 also says this, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, you're not yet even 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Hebrews 13 verse 8 tells us this also, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This God, this Lord, this Jesus Christ never changes. He took on human form so that he could be sacrificed for our sins, but he has always existed, even before. His life did not start with the human form, and of course, when the resurrection of his body occurred, he has been living since then. He has this glorified and sinless body now as a testament of what he did for you and for me for all eternity. This is why we need to endeavor to understand who the Lord is and we have come to accept him as the Lord of our lives. Why accept him as Lord? Because we need to belong to him, to be a part of him in order to gain what he has, his eternal existence. The Lord explained it in this manner as it is written in John chapter 8, As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. He is not necessarily talking about communion here, about the remembrance that we make when we eat unleavened bread and grape juice unfermented wine, as some of you might suspect. He is talking about taking him into you through faith, taking in his body and his blood as spiritual food by accepting who he is and what he has done for you and for me. And he has to be taking in through faith in such a way that he becomes an integral part of your life, permeating everything that you are. That is what foods and liquids do when you ingest them. Food and liquids are ingested, converted into a substance that is then transported to every single part of the body, where it becomes one with our bloodstream, feeding every cell throughout. That is what Christ needs to become in our lives so that this eternal life can happen. Jesus explained in another place in John chapter 3 that we must be born again in order not to only see the kingdom of God, but to be able to enter the kingdom of God, where he said, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The water refers to John the Baptist's baptism and baptism of repentance. We must fully repent and convert from every and all sins and turn to the Lord with all of our hearts. And the spirit refers to this taking in of Jesus Christ into our lives by accepting him as the Lord of our lives. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is how the beginning of salvation occurs. This is how becoming born again happens. But we need to remember this is what it is, that it is only the beginning. It's a start. And if we truly want to experience life after death, then we cannot stay at the beginning. We must continue moving forward in that faith, in following of the Lord, and understanding and believing further who He is, and of course like that, doing His will. His will is life to us. Hosea chapter 6 verse 1 to 3 declares this to us, Come and let us return to the Lord, for He is torn, but He will heal us. He is stricken, but He will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord, his going forth as established as the morning. He will come to us like rain, like the ladder and former rain to the earth. And so we need to pursue the knowledge of the Lord after surrendering our lives over to Him, to His Lordship. We need to continue growing and learning. We cannot stay with our limited vision. John the Baptist explained that we must decrease and that we must truly believe in the Lord, in the Son of God. In John chapter 3, verse 30 to 36, it says, He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard that he testifies. And no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. The father loves a son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The Son, Jesus Christ, must be the Lord of our lives, the effective and literal Lord of our lives, not just in ownership, but also in complete obedience as much as possible. Complete obedience must be our intention. And for that to happen, we must learn how to let go of the reins of our lives. You must learn to let go of your thoughts and your preconceived notions. You must unlearn, if you will, the things you learn through sin and learn from the Lord His will through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the knowledge of the Word of God. Some may think that this happens on its own, and that is not necessarily the case. When we have the Spirit of God in our lives, He leads us, guides us, But we must surrender. We must submit ourselves. And this is a daily thing. Each day is part of the walk, each step that we take moving forward. This is what is written in Luke chapter 9. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. This daily walk with the Lord by submitting and surrendering to Him is what Jesus is talking about. This taking up of our cross daily and following Him. This is the way that life is produced after death. We always need to remember, as mentioned many times before, that our relationship with the Lord is based on love, and in love there is always choice. The Lord does not have us in spiritual chains like sin and death once had us, Before coming to Christ, we are made completely free in the Lord. The Apostle Paul tells us the following in Romans chapter 6. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus Christ gave us complete freedom from sin, from doing those things that lead to death. We should use our newfound freedom in Christ to serve God, to continue being transformed. That is what the fruit of holiness means, to continue being made perfect through Christ, to become more and more like Christ, so that we can get to the end, to everlasting life. That is God's gift of eternal life through the Lord. But we must start, continue, and finish the course, pursuing God, pursuing His knowledge, and endeavor to do His will until we breathe our last breath, until our heart stops beating, and until this body is done away with to make way for the new, the everlasting, the eternal, when our own personal redemption has been fulfilled in our lives. We gain nothing by staying at the beginning of the course. We gain all things when we finish the course in Christ and that we may include even giving up our lives for the gospel, just as the Lord promised. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. We must finish the race. We must overcome in Christ so that we can inherit from God what he has in store for those that love him so that we can gain eternal life after death. Only God can produce life after death. this can only happen through Jesus Christ, but by living our lives completely submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We cannot attempt to pursue the Lord haphazardly or in part. We must pursue Him with everything we are. Now this doesn't happen overnight. That is part of the process as we learn how to love Him with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and strength, thereby fulfilling the first and most important commandment. When we come to Christ, and are born again in Him and through Him, that is only the beginning. We have only just begun the process. That is where everything starts, and this is where everyone needs to begin. But if there is no complete repentance from all sins and conversion to the Lord with the whole heart, then quite frankly, a person has not yet even started walking with Christ. They are still far away from redemption and salvation. This, unfortunately, is where most people are, even those that call themselves believers and followers of Jesus Christ. In most people, there is rarely full repentance and there is only this belief that Jesus is a Savior, like just trying to get a service out of him. This clearly is not the path to Christ to eternal life. That is why Jesus himself warned us when he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. There is no fooling God. God doesn't go by what you say and even by what you do externally. He is looking deep inside your heart. He knows all your thoughts. There is no hiding anything from God. He knows it all, and he will judge based on what he knows and sees firsthand. That is why I urge you that if you have not yet come to that complete repentance, conversion, and surrender to the Lord, that the time is today. The time is now. I urge you to at least start to be born again so that you have the opportunity to move forward and press towards the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal to gain eternal life through Jesus Christ. Don't stay at just believing like a fickle and weak kind of belief and are trying to use God somehow, but rather live out God in your life. See for yourself who He is so you can become more engaged through His guidance that you find this will and this desire to pursue Him that much more. There is truly only one thing, or rather one person worth pursuing in all of existence, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. I challenge you to start that today. Die to yourself so that you can find eternal life after death. Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, mighty God, good Lord, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for the opportunity of salvation, for what you opened for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, for giving us a clear path to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for sending your Son to die for us. Heavenly Father, that is a true testament of your love for us because you did something that you didn't have to do for us. You gave us, O Lord, access to eternal life through Jesus Christ. Help us, O Lord, not to take that lightly, Lord God, and help us to understand, O Lord, that if we truly want to have life, that we need to die to ourselves. We need to die to our sin, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we need to surrender, Lord God, with all of our hearts, with everything that we are to you, O Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to understand that. Help us, O Lord, to be clear on that, Lord God, Help us, O Lord, to value that eternal life that you have for us more than what we see here and now, Lord God. The here and now, Lord God, will go away someday and probably very soon for a lot of us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to think in those terms that this is all passing and that the only one that will remain forever and ever is you. Help us, O Lord, to be able to submit to you, to surrender to you, to do your will, Lord God. Heavenly Father, for your honor and glory, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Ladder Rain Ministries to subscribe. Latter Rain Ministries is a self supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.